No politics, just punting. Three games to get through. It's cricket, only better. Welcome to Cricket Only Better, episode 114. I'm Ed Hawkins, betting.betfair cricket correspondent. Great to have you with us. What a quiet week for cricket. Now it happened since we were last in your ears. What the hell are we going to talk about, Sam Collins? Indeed, Edward Hawkins. Cricket, the um, the sport that, that is truly challenging the notion that there's no such thing as bad publicity. Um, let us be something of an antidote in the meantime. We're going to keep politics to a minimum and punting to a maximum on this show. And to that end, let's say hello to the man who thinks that sexting is a new form of accumulator, betting.betfairs, Paul Krishnamurti. Hi, Sam. Is it not? <laughs> I know, Paul. Have a, have a Google and come okay. back to me. Um, just don't Google. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to say there. Um, right. Anyway, great to have you with us, Paul. And finally, I'm going to move us on to sportinglife.com's Richard Mann, who I must say for the hundredth time, no, Richard, I am not going to give you Rassi van der Dussen's number. Ne- never on a match day, Sam, anyway. Never on want, a match day. I don't want you tweeting him any pictures of... <laughs> Your accumulator. Um, <laughs> right. The best bets are standing at plus 27. Ed Hawkins, please tell us what games we're deciphering this week. Yeah, the big one is the first test between India versus New Zealand from Kampur on Thursday. We've got another test match between Bangladesh versus Pakistan on Friday. Also on Friday, South Africa versus Netherlands in an ODI, and it's live on your telebox, Sky Sports. It's never dull here. We've ne- we've also got the Ashes odds latest plus a strategy for the Abu Dhabi T10. So let's go. Welcome along then. So Tim Payne has stepped down as skipper of Australia. Big question for us is how has that affected the odds? Betfair Exchange series prices have 1.34 Australia, six is England, 9.8 the draw uh, the drawn series. So Australia have actually gone in as possibly reflective of the fact that Tim Payne is not very good. Um, that first test at the Gabba, December the 8th start, has Australia at 1.75, England at 3.7. Draw at 5.9. Seems like a very good opportunity to say that the Cobb team are drawing up special plans for pods per test match. But Richard Mann, England must be hugely disappointed Tim Payne is not making the decisions. Yeah, and I think they'll be even more disappointed if he if he doesn't get in the team and Australia can bring in a better batsman in Alex Carey or, or Joss Inglis. I find the whole thing incredible, really. I think like every, everyone else. But the thing that really baffles me is that the pain thinks he's going to go off into the sunset at the end of the series. He thinks he's going to play every game. Australia, obviously heavy favourites. He expects them to win and he'll, he'll walk off a hero. Um, I know Picky, Ricky Ponting got a swan song, but Tim Payne really isn't Ricky Ponting. And I think Australia needs to move him on now, really. Um, fairy, I still look, I think he's an excellent clubman. And I think if he was going to go to Pakistan in the spring where you need your best keeper, keep Penn in the side, but he's not. He's going to leave after this series. I think they just need to pick the best batsman now and move on. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti, does it even matter who captains Australia, given the odds suggest it's going to be a walkover? No, I don't think it does. And I mean, as you said regarding the odds, and as Rich has just said, I mean, this is a result for Australia. And if they don't play him, all the better. He was the weak link, the biggest weak link they had. Um, I don't know. I don't really have a view on who the best captain is or whether 
Pat Cummins, who everyone is saying is favourite, is a particularly good captain, but Payne wasn't a particularly good one. So where's the problem? Okay, right. I'm coming over to Ed Hawkins now. Um, don't worry, Ed. We haven't forgotten about you, and we are desperate to hear what you have to say about the Abu Dhabi T10, which is on now. You've spotted something there. Tell us about it. Yes, unsurprisingly, in Abu Dhabi, there is a bias for the chaser. Last year in this competition, there were 29 games. A whopping 24 of them were won by the team batting second. So, for goodness sake, do not bet before the toss on these games. There is a massive, massive bias for the chasers. So far at the time of recording, there's been 10 games and seven have been won by the chaser. You may as well bet blind on these, just on the side batting second. You're probably going to be absolutely fine. So... There endeth the lesson. My goodness. Um, excellent alert for you all, that one. Right, let's get on with the games. Best bet still to come, obviously. But first up, India versus New Zealand. India versus New Zealand from Green Park, Kampur, is on Thursday. Bet for exchange match odds have India at 1.58. It is New Zealand 5.6, 5.2 the draw. Ed Hawkins, you have a low down for us, please. This is your India 11. You'll spot there are plenty of big names missing here. It's a reserve 11. So we think they will line up like this. Agaval and Rahul opening the batting with Pajara at three. Rahane is your new captain. Shreyas Ayer. Ravi Jajaja is high up in the middle order. We think they might go with Riddhi Sahar with the gloves. Ashwin, Aksar, Siraj and Ishant. New Zealand to line up like this. Latham. Ravindra, Kane Williamson, Taylor and Nichols, Blundellia Gloveman after the retirement of BJ Watling, Mitchell Santner, Tim Southey, Jameson, Wagner and Patel. Kampur, your last test was in 2016 and it was against New Zealand. India won by 197 runs. Ashwin, 10 wickets in the match. 35 wickets fell in the game and 31 of them were to spinners. Are India going to do their old trick and just produce a rank turner? Since that game in 2016, however, there have been nine first-class matches. Eight of them have been draws. OK, let's go to Paul Krishnamurti first. Paul, tricky one this because playing against, you know, playing a below-strength India at such sort of ridiculous odds, no fun at all. So what do we do? It's very tricky. Um, I think we've first of all we've got to get ourselves back in the mindset of trading test cricket. It's been a while. Um, and you may remember the system that I laid out last winter, which paid off very handsomely over the year, which was to back both results at double the odds in running. So in that case, we'd be looking at 2.16 for India and 10.0 for New Zealand. Uh, that would certainly make sense if we think they're going to pick a turner that will um, disintegrate. And just, you know, we just remember in Test cricket that these markets can be crazy during the early part of the match. You know, if India bat first and get 30 to 40 for naught, New Zealand will hit that target. They will be 10.0, right? And as we discussed so many times, the very nature of Test cricket is ebbs and flows, conditions change, and one team can have a fantastic hour and turn the match on their heads. But in terms of picking the actual winner of the game or trying to predict what's going to happen, I'm a bit of a loss, really. Um, New Zealand are under strength. India also under strength. We haven't seen the ground for a long time. 
India, to me, are just too short at 1.57 against a team of New Zealand's quality. Richard Mann, any wisdom for us? Well, like Paul said, it's quite hard to get a grasp on it. I do fear for New Zealand a little bit. I just wonder if they'll be cooked after the, the T20 World Cup. It was obviously a bruising defeat in the final. Um, one thing I'm quite interested in is in running um, next method of dismissal, LBW. With Kale Rowell, and if Shubman Gill was to open the batting, and at the moment it looks like he isn't, but I think even if he comes in in the middle order and you get a situation where you've got Rowell, Rahani and Shubman Gill, I think all three are big candidates to, to LBW against the New Zealand attack, which will ball straight. Jameson generally pings the ball back into the right-handers. And in running... On, on these low slow pitches, you're probably going to be getting nine to two for next method of dismissing the LBW. If Bolt was there, I think it would be a massive player. Him bending the ball back into Raul. I know Ed talked about Raul being vulnerable to the straight one anyway in the past. And I just think that's an angle. I think if Gill opens with Raul, um, I'd definitely be looking for that in play. One possible angle in play is on your draw price. If you think New Zealand uh, are going to go better than many people reckon and they're batting first back the draw don't back New Zealand because the draw price is going to collapse if New Zealand 50 60 whatever for no wicket and and so on that's the way that the odds will go uh, not a big shortening on the Kiwi odds okay um Paul is an innings runs wager possible here as well well, again, we're guessing because we don't really know where they're going to start. But generally speaking, they start too high. And looking at the previous match here, the totals weren't that high. Um, I'm kicking myself, actually, because, you know, the first test match back was Sri Lanka Windies. Of course, I didn't get up this morning. And um, we talked last week about what West Indies would get. 250 or more was back at 1.5. Incredible. And now they're 113 for six. So that would be the kind of play for me. I'd say back the low unders, especially New Zealand. You know, are New Zealand is New Zealand's par line going to start at 325, 350? If so, let's lay 250 and 275 at 1.5, 1.3. And if you don't get if you don't get that start, leave it up there because it only takes you know 20, 31 partnership and, and it'll get there. Okay. Um, Richard, who plays spin better, England or New Zealand? Oh, crikey. I think generally New Zealand, Williamson's a fabulous player of spin. I think Tom Latham plays spin well. He sweeps well, which I think will be key out here. Um, but I think if you're looking at England, while overall they maybe don't play spin well, Joe Root plays it magnificently and he had a great series, didn't he, last time. Whether anyone in the New Zealand lineup can can go that big, I'm not too sure. Williamson's clearly the standout. The other thing I'd say is it's going to be tough work for the left-handers against Ashwin. I mean, his record against left-handers is, is fantastic. So um, tough, even as good a player as Latham is against spin, it's going to be tough work for the lefties. Okay, Ed Hawkins, side markets, please. Well, to continue the theme, it's slim pickings. There's some dreadful value bets around. So instead of winning you money, we're probably saving you having bad value bets here. Uh, people will go to Pajara and Rahani. Uh, for top bat for India, 10 to 3 and 4 to 1, respectively, with Betfair Sportsbook. They're both no nos, 12.8% win rate and 10% 
win rate, Pajara and Rahani last three years, so avoid like the play. There's basically no wrong price on these win rates uh, with Betfair Sportsbook, so it's really, really tricky stuff. I will say Agaval has been, had a tremendous record, but it doesn't seem to be a underrated. India top bowler, Ashwin is 2-1, to one, which is about bang on. He's got a 32% win rate. Kane Williamson, as Richard was saying, is their top man. He's got a 30% win rate, so the 2-1 to one that... He top scores for New Zealand just is too short for us. Um, I will say uh, Carl Jameson is a player I really, really like. He's yet to top score for New Zealand in test matches. Could this be the game? There's no win rate to go on, but it might suit him nicely. OK, um, Richard Mann, pick something out of those slim pickings for us, please. Very slim pickings. You know, I just wondered about India's middle order here actually coming to the fort. <laughs> I'm a bit worried about Rahul. I think New Zealand will be clued up here. And if the ball's straight, then causing problems. I'd be worried about Agarval or, Pan, or Shubman Gull, sorry for playing. So I thought Sahar was interesting at 10s, three test match hundreds. He can play. He's no superstar, but he can definitely bat. And Jadeja at 20s, he was batting at number five in England. He's a really underrated player. Averages nearly 35 in test cricket. So I, I won't be too concerned about ducking those against the field. Williamson's a standout, but he, like we've said, he's very short. I wondered if the Williamson-Ashwin double might actually be a way into this one because Ashwin, you would think, would be rock solid. And if you don't want to play Williamson short, so short, potentially that's the way in. Um, the other interesting one for New Zealand, I don't think he's going to play. It's not got him in his lineup, and I do agree. But Will Young really impressed me uh, against England in the summer. I think he's a fabulous player. Unproven against spin, did okay in Bangladesh in the T20s in the summer. If he gets a go in this series, I'd be really interested to see how he plays. At the moment, he's priced up at 13 to 5 for a first innings 50, but I suspect he won't make the cut this time. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti. Okay, a few things. Um, first of all, my old favourite, no century in the match, 7-2. Uh, that's one in two of the last three tests at this ground three of the six test matches there since the 1980s and if anything I'd say both sides have got strong bowlers and a slightly weaker batting lineup than usual um, so that one I think that man of the match more than likely this is going to be decided by one or two big innings in the match and if we're saying that India are very strong favourites as the market suggests then I would go KL Rahul at 15-2 and Shreyas Iyer at 12-1. to um, Just one thing on the um, conversion rates. I mean, we've got to remember here that a lot of the big guns are out here. You know, there's no Bolt from um, New Zealand, no Kohli, no Rohit, no Pant. So perhaps some of the, some of these players could overperform a bit. I mean, um, Neil Wagner, 7-2. That's not a terrible price given how many wickets he takes. Okay. Top sorry. Perfect. Thanks, guys. That does India versus New Zealand for you. Next up is another test. Bangladesh versus Pakistan. Lovely stuff. Bangladesh versus Pakistan is on Friday from Dhaka. Bet for exchange prices, 4.5 Bangladesh, 1.33 Pakistan. Falls the draw. Ed Hawkins, you have a lowdown for us. Yes, good of Bangladesh to pick a squad. It only starts in a few days, lads. They may well line up like this. Saifa San and Sham Dan Islam opening the batting. Then it's Shanto, Mominal Haq, 
the captain, Shakib Al-Hassan, has a fitness test here. Mushfakir, Litandas with the gloves, Mahedi Hassan Miraz, Tajul Islam, Abu Jayed, and Naeem Hassan. Pakistan, uh, Imam and Abid Ali opening the batting, Azhar Ali, Baba, Fawad, Rizwan, Fahim Ashraf, Mohammed Nawaz, Hassan Ali, Nauman Ali, and Shaheen Shah Afridi. Uh, this is at the Zahar Ahmed Chowdhury Stadium, Chattagram, not the Aziz Stadium, Chattagram. There's been 20 tests and 14 results. No discernible toss bias, big runs. Sri Lanka got 713 for nine declared in 2018. In February, Bangladesh put 430 on the board first up and West Indies chased 395 to win it in the fourth. Eight of the top ten wicket takers are spinners down the years. Bangladesh record versus Big Eight at home is four wins in 54, but all of those four in the last 11. Richard Mann, do the hosts have a chance here? Question mark. Probably not. I've had a bit of a downer, haven't I, on Bangladesh for the last few weeks. Look, they're going to be out, Max, you'd think. But but the one thing you'd say is in the favour is if Ed's right and it's a, it's a flat pitch, they win the toss and bat first. Potentially, they could make enough runs to to keep Pakistan at bay and maybe force a draw. But I just can't see see them having enough quality in their own attack to ball Pakistan out twice to win the game. Um, I think they're a really solid side, Pakistan. OK, Paul Krishnamurti, how do we play another mismatch here, according to the odds? Oh, I'm, I'm really struggling to control myself here in this thing that no gambler should ever use the words muddy printing job. But, you know, where's the case against Pakistan really here? I mean, they're all over the place at the moment. They've picked about 35 players in the last month, one way or another, I think, for one squad or another. Um, and, you know, I remember that last match here we talked about on the show um, against the West Indies. That was a really terrible defeat for them. That was probably a signal for what a bad year they were going to have. Previous match here, Afghanistan beat them comfortably. So I was very, very inclined to this week to just have all of my five units on a double on Pakistan to win this and Australia to win the Ashes series. But I'm not going to do that. But that's my mindset for it. But the other bet that I, I think is probably rock solid is to back Pakistan, to back the match to not go to day five which I reckon, given the trends, will probably be 2.3, 2.4. OK. OK. So let's go to Edward Hawkins for the runners and the riders on the siders. Nicely said. I'm sorry to say, it's more terrible value. Uh, Baba Razam, four wins from 25. It's a 16% win rate. He's probably going off two to one. Um when Betfair Sportsbook come up with their prices, Azar Ali has four wins from 28. That's a 14% win rate. Lower down, however, two men to follow. And I think Richard Mann's about to get excited. Foward, four wins from 10. We might be able to get about 130 here uh, because Baba's taking up such a big chunk of the book. And Fahim Ashraf, three wins from 11. He's the best all-rounder in the world alongside Carl Jameson for my money. Uh, you might get 20 to 1 for him to be top run scorer uh, and I know Bangladesh bowling uh, and this wicket suggests that he's he's going to have to get an awfully big score to win it. So consider playing him to score uh, a 50 instead in play. Uh, top Pakistan bowler Afridi has six wins from 18. Uh, so he's a bang on a two to one chance. So if you get more than that, 
go for your life. For Bangladesh, Mominal Hack, the skipper, looks like the big cheese, but actually it's Shanto who is the coming man on RPI in the last three years. Not that Shanto's been playing that long. There's just one run in it. Mominal 39, Shanto 38. And for the record, Shakib Al-Hassan, 34 runs per innings. Okay, other bet options, please, guys. I bet, Paul, you're looking at Mahedia Hassan for top bat here. Well, we'll always look at him, but the market might be wising up. I noticed he was only 10 to 1 the other day, and another firm on the high street didn't know, didn't wise up, and they were going 55 to 1 when he was second and not out at the death. Uh, so certainly keep an eye on him, but haven't really got a strong opinion. I, I noticed Shanto top scored the other day, and he was quite a reasonable price, but nothing strong. Okay. Um, Richard, who do you like? Who do you dislike? Yeah, well, I would enforce the point. I'm looking at the Bangladesh middle and lower order because I think with Shaheen in, in opposition, there's there's a real possibility that we get a scenario where, where two or three are, are blown over with a new ball and suddenly you're looking at the middle or lower order to top score here. So definitely keep an eye on those prices. As Ed alluded to earlier, I'm, I'm mad keen on Fawad Alam. His conversion rate is outstanding. What is he up to now? Five tonnes from 13 tests. He's a seriously good player. Um the only slight concern is number five might be a touch too low. If Bangladesh are toothless up front, Baba could maybe get away from him a little bit. But you, you've got to stick with him. And I know Ed's talking 100 to 30, but actually when he made a ton against the West Indies, what was it, early summer now, Bethesda Sportsbook let him drift out from fives to sevens before the off. I suspect we won't get that big big this time around, but but well worth keeping an eye on, you know, Baba's the man, isn't he? And he'll be short and hopefully we can get some value with, with Fawad Alam. Okay, thanks guys. Bangladesh versus Pakistan is done. Which of those wages discussed makes it into the best bets? Who knows? Stay tuned to find out. South Africa versus the Netherlands is next. South Africa versus the Netherlands is an ODI from Centurion on Friday, live on Sky Sports. No prices yet. Um, really hoping the Dutch can cause an upset and that Ed Hawkins can give us an insight into what is going to happen. I can tell you what the lineups might be. South Africa, this is a reserve South Africa team, so none of the big players are available, as you will find out. Rickleton and Milan opening the batting. Reza Hendricks at number three. Hamza at number four. David Miller. The keeper, Varian, Pretorius, Maharaj, new captain, Shamsi, Nagidi, the leader of the bowling attack, and Magala. The Dutch, Myberg, O'Dowd, Edwards, Ackerman, Musa Ahmed, Seeler, the skipper who doesn't really seem to bat or bowl, what's the point of him? Van der Merwe, Van Beek, Klaassen, Kingmer, and Van der Guchten. The Dutch have played just seven games in three years, so they're just ludicrously under cooked uh centurion is not the road you think although in april pakistan 320 played 292 south africa and five days earlier chased 272 with three wickets to spare that's pakistan the anatomy of a shock has three things we've got so we've got weakened hosts dodgy batting wicket and heavy rain to reduce overs we might have two of them forecast not so good can we put the van der Valt music on the soundtrack please mm-hmm. <laughs> Paul Krishnamurti, one day cricket is your favourite format, I recall. Um, you must be in your element here or not. What Talk to me. Well, it's, it's built it up really nicely there as well, especially with the dodgy weather forecast, because that's a really good angle, that, that um, very often 
you'll have a dodgy weather forecast, but it's fine when they start out. And um, the run line starts really high. And certainly a South Africa bat first, I suspect that the par will be very high, certainly beyond 300, maybe even above 310. And that's an unders, definitely, on, on the recent numbers. The last six matches, that 320 was the highest first innings. Only two were above 275. So, um, and, and they are massively weakened. I was going to say that this was a mismatch, but maybe it isn't. I mean, um, the, those seven matches the Netherlands played, they won five of them. They were against Ireland, Scotland and Zimbabwe. So, they're not mugs. Not mugs, says Paul Krishnamurti. Um, Richard Mann. I'm presuming you've got better things to do than bet on this, and with particularly with your man, nowhere to be seen. Well, I, I mean, look, I think you can always do some learning, can't you? And I, I'm quite keen on, and I was with them this time, but I'm quite keen on South Africa for the T20 World Cup next year in Australia. Um, but what will need to happen is that their fringe players will really have to come to the far, they probably need another pacer to come into that. So you can learn plenty from me. I'm interested to see how Ngidi goes, and we'll, I'll probably talk about him later, but Zabia Hamza, who's back in the side now, I'm a, I'm a massive fan, probably bigger than I am Rassi, actually. So I'm, I'm dead interested to see how he goes. I, I, think, I still think he's a massive talent, Hamza, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him in action. OK, Ed Hawkins, side markets. couple of Dutch to follow. Valerie Kingman and Fred Klaassen, strike rates at 32 and 36, respectively, on your recents. Uh, might be worth following for top Dutch bowler, yeah? O'Dowd averages 55 with the bat is your standout. For South Africa, we've picked Milan and Rickleton as your opening pair because that's reprising a South Africa A opening partnership. Milan, class act, 55 average in list A. Rickleton, not far behind, averages 48 in list A. You can also keep wicket as well, by the way. And Nagidi as uh, a go-to guy in this format for so many times for us, but we're not sure what he's going to go off at. But we'll be we'll be taking nine to four out of thought top bowler. Ed Hawkins is available for weddings, christenings, and bar mitzvahs can, with his Steve yeah, McLaren tribute. Act. I can do any Get in touch at cricket betting. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, Richard Mann, what do you like out of those side markets? I'll I'll jump on then just because I've just mentioned him. Look, Zabaya Hamza, he's a player I've got so much time for. I've, I've, you know, I've been expecting big things from him for a while. England found him out the last time they toured there. Stuart Broad opened him up and kept nicking him off. But this is a really good player. I think he's 47 in first-class cricket, 38 in list A. Um, and he just, to me, it's a real hunch, but he just looks a talent. He hits the ball really cleanly. Um, so I'm really excited. Excited to see him back in the side, and, and I'll be backing him accordingly in the top South Africa batsman market. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti. Yeah, on the South Africa front, I'd be a bit wary of taking short odds about Nagidi because will he get to bowl his full quota if New Zealand get bowled out? Uh, Netherlands get bowled out cheaply. Um, so maybe prefer the perennially underrated Shamsi there. Um, for Netherlands, yeah, Klassen definitely looks their best bowler. Be very interested in three to one plus about him for top wicket taker. And for the batsman, I would just say look down the order because again, it might not be a massive total, and um, you might get some nice odds about a very winnable market. Um, Roloff van der Merwe can certainly bat if he's due to come at seven. He could well be the rescue guy. Even Tim van der Guten, he's he's um, he has done things with the bat before and we've got him down there as batting at 11 which would probably make him unlikely but you know he could easily come at 8 or 9 as well and he's probably going to be 66 to 1 plus best bets coming next 
Best bets time, everybody. And as always, Ed Hawkins has some scores and some doors. Yes, we're plus 27, and that splits like thus. Paul Krishnamurti, 26.5. Richard Mann, plus 0.5. Back in the pluses for Richard Mann. And Richard, it's your turn to go first this week with your five units. What are you going to do with them? Uh, I better pull my socks up. So I'm going to split stakes, um, half a unit each. on Ravindra Jadeja and Ridaman Sahar for top India batsmen, half a unit each. And I'll have um, one point on no century in the India v New Zealand match, 72. And sticking with the India New Zealand match, I'm going to have a point on Ravindra Jadeja. I can't say that one, can I? To make a first innings 50 at 100 to 30. I'll have um, on the man in the match market, I'll have one unit on KL Rahul at 15 to 2 and half a unit on Shreyas Ayer at 12 to 1. And I'll just jump straight into the man of the match market on the same match. I'm going to have half a unit on Ravi Ashwin and half a unit on Jadeja. Okay. Um, my last bet 2.5 units, the Pakistan Bangladesh match, not to go to day five. And I'll finish up with my final two units. Uh, one unit on Fawad Alam, top Pakistan run scorer, and one unit on Zabaya Hamza, top South Africa run scorer against the Netherlands. Good luck to all concerned then. That's Cricket Only Better episode 114 done. We're back again from next Tuesday, so don't forget to tune in. See you then. <laughs>